All right, we're recording. Well, here Welcome. we are again. <laughs> Welcome to date night. Is this if this is date night? I quit. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to not date night. It's Tuesday. We're sitting in our bedroom. There is a solid chance a child's going to come screaming at the door at any moment. I don't want this to be our date. Okay, this is not our date. We will drive our car to the end of the driveway for a proper date two days from now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I was doing an interview this morning with Marilyn Dennis. Uh, Who is like the Barbara Walters of Canada. Do you, would you call her the Barbara Walters? I thought she was like the Oprah Winfrey of Canada. Either way. She's respect. a big deal in Canada. Okay, guys, that's what you need to know. And if you have, if you're not familiar with her, imagine like an older, like your dream aunt or like your dream godmother uh that is marilyn dennis i've done her show a couple of times i did her show uh so so we're basically best friends with her and (laughs) i did an episode with her today like so many shows are doing right now which is in quarantine the people are at their house you're at your house you talk and she was talking to me about relationships and how you can be strong in relationships because at some point in the interview, she said, what are five things that you're grateful for? Because I was talking about my gratitude practice. Like, yeah. What are five things that you're grateful for? And I was naming these things, but I didn't know she was going to ask that question. So I don't have anything prepared. And so I hesitated. She was like, no, what did you write down this morning? And I was like, okay, the fifth thing I wrote down is that I, and I'm using air quotes, guys, made out with my husband. This is a fact of life. This literally, is, and, where's Tootie? Where's Blair? Where's Mrs. G? You take this the is, good, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you have. You take them both. What? You don't take all of them. Really? You take the good, you take the bad, <laughs> no. you take them right. both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Okay, so in any event, I had, we had a, I'm using air quotes, makeout session. This is an adult podcast. We yeah, can say it. We had sex kids, this morning. Oh my gosh. Oh. We didn't prep them. What if like a child was in the room? No child. The, <laughs> the thing is, if you're listening to Rise Together, you are accustomed <laughs> to the fact that we sometimes talk about adult things. That's true. And now guess what? If your child was in the room. Wait a second. Your, Who's is your calling child me? calling? I'm not picking that up at all. I mean, we're trying to record a podcast, son. Uh, I will just also, pick... who calls? Who who's calling? Who's calling the bat line? Anyway, the point is that I, you know, was flustered, and so I said the truth, and that was the truth. And then Marilyn Dennis, my new godmother, was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Did she want you to spill the tea? No, she didn't want that, but she was like. How is that a thing? Because most couples or many couples right now hate each other in quarantine. Oh my gosh, you almost you I spit did, your drink out. I just spit some Lacroix. I've on my never shirt. made you spit your drink out. I did a spit take. Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting hate. <laughs> hate is a strong word. I I don't know the numbers obviously, but uh, this quarantine is bringing couples together. I know some couples who are deciding to move in together because of quarantine. I know couples who are getting engaged, who just got engaged this weekend. And then there are other couples who will, this will be the end of them. So, People are either falling yes, deeply in love or, or being destroying. split apart. And yes. so 
she was asking, why do I think that we are still making out in quarantine? Do you want it alphabetically or chronologically? Well, I think it would be an interesting thing to talk about on our relationship podcast because I feel like we've touched on this before, but it's even more pronounced now, which is when there is a problem and you are in a relationship, it will do one of two things. Either that problem will come in between you and your partner or you and your partner will link arms and face the problem together. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. It feels like it could be mildly nauseating to tell people about how awesome we're doing in the midst of this. But if you're if you're interested, I'm happy to go down that path. Okay, then let's then I think it's important to say we were struggling before we came into quarantine. That's fair. We were in a hard season before we came into quarantine. All right. In our relationship. Okay. So I, there's some realness. That's good. Fair enough. And I think that the quarantine has given at least me, I can say, great perspective on like the things that were frustrating me, I'm like, truly don't even matter. That's okay, good. You have inoculated us to talk about part of what maybe is working here that maybe if someone hears it can work. Well, look, I mean, this is the entirety of our relationship. There are times in our relationship where it's fire and amazing and the best it's ever been. And there are times where it's clunky and it sucks. And, you know, i was going to make a joke about punching you in the face, but that's never happened and it's not funny. It's so. not funny. Okay. Uh, anyway, the point is we've always been really honest. That's every relationship, I think. Yeah. Every relationship has great seasons and hard ones and hopefully the hard ones are you know smaller and yeah. shorter. Here's the thing. I am super, super encouraged that in an environment that will test any relationship that we find ourselves where we do. Because coming into it, I agree, we were going through a harder, a harder time totally like we loved each other but we were having a harder time liking each other sometimes i can say that and man in the midst of the bunker the the foxhole the quarantine i i feel like you're stripped like many of the things that you used to think were important are not important anymore i mean like that was a little bit of the experience i remember that first week of quarantine where you'd had a conversation with your therapist where you were asked to pick up where you left off prior week and Mm -hmm. you were like, like, none of those things matter anymore. Nothing matters. (laughs) Which is so interesting that like this gives clarity on what matters and what frankly doesn't matter. And maybe it's the things that don't matter that have been the like best gift of all. I think that if, if I was listening to this and someone said we love each other, but we weren't liking each other, I'd be like, what was going on? So I feel like it's fair if we're going to talk about this. Like, why were we feeling like that season was hard? Yeah. That that isn't relevant any longer. You can go first. I will not go first. <laughs> I will have you go first. I've done the going first on this episode before, and it didn't work out very well. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, you were the one who said it. I was just trying to, like, keep I'm in. Real. I, I'm in. I like this idea. Going into the 
the season like coming into quarantine was the season of you building up to launching your book. Yeah. And that was very stressful for you. That was very anxious for you. We talked about it, yep. right? We, we have a podcast episode about this that y'all can go back and listen to because it was really good. But that that then feeds into anything. When any one person is like struggling or going through something new or whatever, that's for sure going to affect the relationship. And I would say that right now to those of you who are listening, there's a chance that maybe your partner has been furloughed. Maybe your partner's lost their job. Maybe both of you have. Like anytime that any one of us enters into some new experience, it's going to affect the relationship. And it's not, this is what it is. It's, it's not a symptom of the relationship. It's a symptom of the individual going through change. But oftentimes we forget that it's the individual going through change and we think that there's a problem in the relationship. And the quarantine reminded me at least like, oh, yeah, there was a transition happening right now. And it wasn't about our bond because our bond is as strong as it's ever been. It was just an individual working through stuff. 100%. What's interesting is I can see so, so clearly now that my first time experience in writing a book and having it come out was triggering a whole host of things that now that I've been through it, next time I have a book come out, I'll understand a lot better. And since you have had eight books come out, seven or eight books come eight, out, eight yeah. books come out, right? I'm working on 10. You're working on 10. So you got two in the works So right nine now. hasn't come out yep. yet and I'm working on 10. That's what, a whole other podcast. What was interesting in my experiencing the first time something was happening in my life that you had previously experienced, your attempt to come alongside me and love me and be supportive of my pain, I was experiencing anxiety or insecurity or a whole host of things. Listen to the other episode. Uh, your attempt to come alongside and help me feel less pain was being received in a way that actually, like I couldn't, I couldn't hear it for what it was. And so it was creating a friction that was really connected to my experience sitting inside of my pain than it was anything else. And so if, yep, I, I agree. If, if you're in a relationship where a partner's identity is shifting, they're taking on something new, they're letting go of something big, and your attempts to come alongside them are being met with, you know, like not the intention that you are coming to that conversation with, uh, you know, trust that we've been there. Because I, I do believe, I can see now clearly that your attempts to come and be a support or a remedy or someone who could say like, Hey, I've been through this and I want to try and assure you that this is normal or, you know, managing my expectations. I was frustrated by because I was like, what do you, I mean? Like, of course I can say now it sounds silly. Like, what do you know? Well, you know a lot, you've released a bunch of books, but I, I had a hard time. I had a hard time taking your help. Now the good news is when we came into this quarantine and I realized how much is actually not in our control, like, almost everything, not in our control. Now I was stripped of thinking that I was actually able to singularly do the work to make the book hit a certain level or reach a certain number of people. There was so much ridiculous and hubris in some of what I was thinking, which was part of what you were, you know, I think attempting to kind of help me see. And now I can see it. 
because it came through an objective third party and not you. Because sometimes the person we love the most and want love from the most, when they deliver a message, it's hard for us to see it objectively. I was having a hard time seeing it objectively then. I just want to say this because I think it's important. You are allowed to grieve the loss of what you were hoping for in this season. Everybody listening to this has the right to grieve. It, our fifth grader who doesn't get to have all the fun stuff at the end of his school year, he gets to grieve that. Yep. And your you know, senior in high school who is missing prom and graduation, she gets to grieve that. And th there's this weird thing that I'm seeing happen right now where people are like dismissing their own pain or grief because they're saying, well, I shouldn't be upset about this because so-and-so her uncle is sick and in ICU and that is certainly so sad and you can have empathy for people who are going through things that are harder without diminishing your own pain. I, I subscribe to this. I have to fight to like see it, but I totally and completely subscribe to it. It's just, it feels on a relative scale. I, I just want to stay connected and, and have some humility around the high class problem that is not being able to be on a book tour, right? Like what a 100%. gift that I am, that I am healthy, that I like. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that you go on social media and like cry about that, but yeah. I, I'm more just using it as an example for anybody listening right now who is not allowing themselves to feel disappointed. Yeah. It's okay to feel disappointed. Yeah. And you know, there are people who had to cancel their wedding. Like there, there's a lot of big life stuff that people are losing. I saw someone who has, uh, they're pregnant with their first kid. She couldn't have a baby shower. And it's like, oh my goodness, she can't have a baby shower. Like, yeah, like mourn that. It, or like, I or think we have friends who had a baby first or second week of quarantine. And it's their first baby together. And I, obviously they're super happy and grateful and all those things. But it means, one, they have no help, right? There's no, like, grandma coming by and bringing a casserole. And two, none of their families can come and meet their son. Yeah. And that is, that's it, sad. That's like, hard. that's hard. Yeah. We were blessed when we had our first child that we had grandmas and aunties and people who came by and, and took care of us. They so brought casserole. They did. And Costco pizza. Oh, I'd go for a Costco I pizza right now. Where is a Costco pizza, pizza when you need Costco. one? I don't know if they're doing them right now in quarantine. Oh, I, well, I would eat one right now. But the point is um, that, that we are losing things in this. And we're certainly gaining things. And you know that we are the queen and king of reaching for positivity and joy. But you can reach for joy and still be bummed. Yeah. No, I mean, guess what? It took a bit, It took a minute. Here We're in the seventh week of quarantine. I did not get to a place where I could see lemonade as the opportunity in this book. Because, man... I've jumped into virtual book clubs on Zoom. I mean, it almost doesn't matter how small the book club is. I'm a couple times a week jumping in and surprising a group of humans that I would not have otherwise been able to do. Man, that's rad. But also, there are some things inside the book that I think have as much or more relevance now inside of this upside down world as they did before it happened. And I can connect to that and, and, and I have some solace in it, but I still can grieve the fact that, man... 
I was supposed to be in Seattle on Tuesday, and I wish I... Man, I, would you still have been on book tour? I would I would just be wrapping book tour That's up. That's wild. This would be the last week of book tour. That's wild. Today, uh, the day that we're recording this, I was meant to be in Los Angeles. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, at the Grove. At the Grove. Wow, so that's wild. It's, it's a strange thing because, man, part of what I was processing in the midst of us having our little friction was I had an idealized vision of what the next two months of my life were going to look like. I knew exactly where I was going to be. I'd worked on the conditioning to have the energy to make it through the tour. I knew how each day had to go so that I could show up well. And the day before the first event, the day before the first event, the first event was in West Palm Beach, Florida. The night before, Tom Hanks, he's got it. The NBA suspends their season. European travel is cut down. And it was like, nope. Now we have to call this. And I was, I was devastated. I was devastated. But in the devastation, there was a reframing of what, all right, what now? And what matters? Yeah. And the, like, the reality of getting to let go of everything that I thought was going to happen is part of why I think we've been able to connect in a way that's been rad and focus on things that actually matter. And, and maybe more importantly, the things that we can actually control inside of this uncontrollable season. I have to say I'm blown away by how you have shown up. And I said this this morning on Canadian TV. Are you Uh, talking about my push-ups, my pecs? What do you speak of? Everything. Hello. But mostly like that next morning when you had to cancel the tour, you were so upset. And, And rightfully so. But I remember, you know, trying to console you and like be with you as you processed and you cried. I had to cry for a while. And I remember, you know, I was thinking, oh my gosh. Like, we're about to go into this really hard thing and that's going to be devastating for our business if we don't pivot quickly and, and our family and all of these things. And he's breaking down. Because in that moment, I didn't know, like, are we going to be able to pick it? You know, will you be able to move forward? What version of Dave shall show up for the next however long this is going to take? Yeah, that's that's reasonable. Reasonable. And so I'm like, it's it's crazy how I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm surprised by both of us. (laughs) I am. Aren't you surprised by us? Like I know that sounds so. Maybe if you're listening, you're like douchebags, but (laughs) we. I feel like we've handled... Now, don't get me wrong. I've had my vodka moments. I've had moments where I'm like, I'm going to have vodka. I've also 100% balled my eyeballs out over my kid not wanting broccoli. You know, like I've had moments where I've like broken down. But for the most part, I do you think it's because we know that there is no other solution? But like, we better be strong. We better forget this because no, el- no one else is going to be able to do this. I think there's a little bit for me of like, I am in the deep end of the pool, but there is no ledge. So you better be swimming, brother. Because I mean, like there, there is inevitably going to be a ledge. I just don't know where it is or when it arrives. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know what? Go ahead. Swim. And so I, I don't know. I just like, 
I made that crazy declaration that this was going to be my best year ever, and I am sticking to it. And I didn't say like the conditions inside of which my best year were going to show up. I just said I'm going to have my best year. And so, I mean, like, look at me right now. Oh, I I have shaved my own you, head he's got a mohawk I've got a, i mean he's like he's got a beard which we didn't even beard. know he could grow i didn't and even know this was possible. i know i'm this is weird because i'm talking about him but like i didn't even know you could have the muscles you have i'm in the best shape of my life i mean truly i have he been... put on a tank top today because we were shooting <laughs> we have this big live conference if you're listening to this in real time this weekend and so we have like a t-shirt and a, a muscle tee that we created as part of our shop and we needed to take pictures and hello, we're in quarantine. So guess who gets to be the photographer and the models? You're listening to them. Us. And so he puts on this tank top. You look like one of those guys, like one of those guys that we would watch a documentary about them being bodybuilders and like the power of, I don't even know. It was I don't even know. I didn't know your body could look. I was like, what am I looking at? Well, I didn't know that push-ups could unlock. Please explain this to people because this is not what this episode's about. But you guys, for real, this is a thing. I'm going to start doing it. Habit I'm- stacking is this idea. Like, hey, you get up in the morning and you are deciding that drinking water is an important thing. You always use this, use this example. Put your water next to your toothbrush. And when you brush your teeth... Drink your first cup of water. Like, get your first cup down. So let me just, because you're going very fast, and I think it's important. It's when you want to add a great new habit, you put that great new habit on the tail end of something you already do habitually. An existing habit. And so I am super committed to drinking a lot of water because, man, hydration is my jam. And so I'm trying to drink, like, at least a gallon and a half a day. I am trying to, at a minimum, have a gallon of water by 2 p.m. And so if you drink that much water, you're familiar with the byproduct. You have to pee all the time. There's just no getting around actually having to pee all the time when you drink that much water. So I decided every time I have to pee, I am going to do 20 push-ups before I wash my hands. So, yeah. You're putting your dirty hands on the ground? Oh, no, no. The ground is dirty. It's making my dirty hands dirtier, and now I'm going to wash doubly dirty hands after I've gone to the bathroom and have done 20 push-ups. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm going to the bathroom at least 10 times a day, which means 200 push-ups that never existed before have existed for this. I mean, I'm like four weeks into this. Yeah, it's... It's I have bananas. so many push-ups down every your arms, single day. Your shoulders, I've your never, biceps. I didn't your, even know it was possible. I truly didn't know it was possible. Chest. My 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 essence, my soul, <laughs> my being, my virtue, my oh, everything my is stronger. My essence. Now here's the thing: like moving your body or any kind of exercise also happens to be a keystone habit. Right. So like when I start to do something like this that is stacked on top of something that I'm already doing, I in like having a a better physique, I'm a little more conscientious of what I'm eating. I'm a little more conscientious of like all like a whole host of other things. Right. I have more energy. I feel sexier. Can I say that out loud? Yes, you should. You are. Right. And so in. Feeling, hence this morning. Hence this morning. <laughs> in feeling more confident, in looking a little bit better, in like just feeling stronger, it's having this rippling effect in a whole host of other parts of my life. And in this time, I need those ripples to exist. And so uh, 
Thank you, push-ups, really. I mean, like, not an ad partner of the Rise Together podcast, but push-ups. push-ups like, truly. Could I wish be... that push-ups were an ad partner. Yeah. It feels like push-ups as an exercise probably have some some really good financial backing. The presenting sponsor of the Rise Together podcast <laughs> is, is push-ups. push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Oh, man. Bless. Uh, we have a conference this weekend. We do have a conference I hope if this you're weekend. listening to this, you guys, it feels like if you're listening to this and we've been talking about Rise Live nonstop and you don't have your ticket and your ticket's only 40 bucks, it, dang it, it's going to be so incredible. It's go time. Do not miss it. It's go time. People, uh, this goes up on Thursday. This goes up on Thursday. Rise Live is on Saturday. It's me. It's Dave. It's John Maxwell. Ed Milette. Eric Thomas, Jen Hatmaker, Donald Miller, Britt, B- like it's the most amazing teachers and everyone is teaching. It's eight plus hours of programming. Everyone is teaching on courage. How do you have courage as a leader in your business? How do you have courage as a parent? How do you have courage for yourself? Dave's talking about confidence. confidence. Like there's really powerful and we've seen the keynotes now. We are live, Dave and I are live, but the other keynote speakers pre-recorded obviously because we're in quarantine and we've seen him and it's just it's the, so it's, special it's so it's so good it's, it's so so good and i said this today too because it occurred to me for the first time like oh because we like we intentionally made tickets super affordable tickets start at 40 dollars. so 40 dollars is our general admission then premium or sorry premiere is 65 and then vip is 200 and it's still at those prices, the least expensive thing like this by a mile. And we did it on purpose because we knew that people were nervous right now or financial, like there were things. So not only did we make it super low prices, but we also gave thousands of tickets away as scholarships. And it occurred to me today, oh my gosh, what if people think that it's so inexpensive because they think we're going to sell them something when they get there because a lot of people do. A lot of people are like, oh, it's my free thing. But then when you come inside, they want to sell you, you know, a really expensive item. And if you've ever gone to a conference before, maybe that's happened to you. And so it's important to say like, there is no upsell. No, there's nothing. There's no class. There's no like, oh, to get the real information. No. And you can talk to anybody who's ever gone to one of our conferences before. It's a, it's a, it's like a core value of, of ours that if you have paid to come and you've given the time to come to one of our events, our mission is to serve you and to overwhelm you with ideas and information and tactics and tools so that you leave and you're like, I can't believe it was only that. We, uh, we have been able to, like I, part of what I love about what we get to do, this is like a humble brag, so just indulge, but like I love getting to like give back to places or people that one means something to us, but that also maybe meant something in our life. And I'm, I'm just going to geek on this for a second. Cause I went to Pepperdine and I reached out and was like, Hey, y'all have obviously a student body that has had their world totally up, uh, upended, but also there's an alumni population that maybe needs a little bit of this courage conversation themselves. And, um, they're going to be partners, and we've, we've got a thousand tickets that are going for free to humans who went to Pepperdine. We've gone to, to HEB, the, the yeah. grocery store. That we're doing is, the HEB. We did uh, the USO. The USO. We did the Navy SEAL Foundation. Um, 
we did all of our partners that we've donated to through the foundation. Yeah, through yeah. our foundation. But that is something that's really special. I just love it. it yeah. I don't know. Like it's like I yes, I want everyone who's listening, of course, you, you should be there, buy a ticket. But I also love that like because certain things in our life have had an effect on who we are and how we show up in the world that we're able to go back and say, Hello, grab your crew. Yeah, and I think it's also it's because those of you who are listening, because I know listeners right now already have their ticket, it's because you buy a ticket yeah. and you keep supporting our company that our company is able to donate the way that we are. Yeah. So we give, it's a it's just a value for both Dave and I that we believe that you should give 10% of what you earn back. Um, that's just how we were raised. It's a part of our faith. And so for the Hollis Company, ever since we founded the Hollis Company, that was a decision that we made, that 10% of company profit would be used to just fund causes that we really believe in. So we have every single month, we give at least $25,000 away to a foundation that we really care about. And um, specifically, we focused on children, women and the military because yeah. those are things that are, are close to our heart but um any if, any like anything that can serve anyone that lives anywhere near the margins is always mm-hmm. going to be a place that i want to go first i mean come on yeah i'm going to do when we run our iron man do you run an iron man i guess you run, run swim, you bike and bike. you swim but we're going to do we be real do you really think that's going to be able to happen this year because i don't I think it's going to happen. I just think it's going to happen late in the year, like very late in the year. I don't know. You don't know? Because those Ironman events get thousands of people. Mm. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I'm training as though it's still going to happen. But when it happens, uh, I'm going to do something for something that supports. Don't, this was my idea. Now you're about to present it like it was your idea. Okay. Will you you present my idea as though it's your idea or or whatever you were going to say? I said from the beginning Here that we, we should both pick a nonprofit. I agree with and this we idea. should dedicate our Ironman run to raising money for that nonprofit. I am here for it because I need to like attach myself to something bigger than yeah, me that's to the make only it way through, you're getting through this dang thing. How am I going to not drown? Oh, I'm swimming for somebody that isn't me. Yeah, that that thing. It is your idea, but I think I picked the charity. You pick your own charity and then I pick my own charity. I was going to tell them the charity that I picked out of your good idea. Oh, you already know? Yes, I know. What is it? I'm not going to say now. You've ruined everything. <laughs> You've got time. I got you time. you got time. I got time. All I'm, What I was going to say is I'm going to pick something that helps support something in like the homeless, coming, coming alongside yeah, the homeless is, kind of space yeah. because that is something that's always been close to my yeah. heart. You, are, you have. So Dave has always, that's been his thing is... Um, homeless, homeless youth, really focusing yeah. on that. Covenant my, House is like yeah. a thing that we have supported as a company and that I have previously had a, a sleep out for. So yeah. if you're looking for a good charity to support, especially in this crazy time, that has been, uh, that's been something that we've been supportive of for a long, long time. I'm yeah. gonna, I don't want to say Covenant House for sure, but probably yeah. Covenant House. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to think of, like obviously Chelsea edit this part out because it's just me trying to think of something. Um, what's like a like what's a lighthearted topic that we can discuss for the kind of wrapper on? Well, we up? didn't really actually talk about like what. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about how you can like 
want to make out with each other? Yeah. I mean, oh, like, what are the right. things? Like, like, the things are we've stayed committed to a, a date night. We've, like, still gone into the gym every single day. Yeah. We're still, like, we've, we've basically maintained, like, a daily. Well, I'll tell you what I told her. You have to choose to look for the good in your partner. Because it would be very easy to feel frustrated or to see all the things or all the ways that your partner isn't showing up right for you if you're not looking for the goodness. It's the same as doing a gratitude practice. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like if you're struggling with finding the goodness in your partner, then I'm going to challenge you to dedicate your gratitude practice to your partner for the next month. For the next month, every single morning, I want you to write down five things that you are grateful for and all of them are about your partner. Something your partner did, the way they make you feel, the thing that they did because you need to be reminded of what is working. One of the things that's been working too, I got to, I mean, I got to give credit to like, in like what what is the saying about ingenuity is the mother of invention? Uh, mother, what's the mother of invention? Hold on. Necessity? Necessity. Necessity is the mother of invention. Ingenuity wouldn't be the mother of anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in a world where we have had more meals as a family, I mean, how many meals can you possibly have? These kids won't. So many. They will not they leave this quarantine. They eat so much They eat food. all the time. Uh, cooking has definitely become something that, man, I'm finding joy in prepping things surprisingly joy meal prep yeah um i mean i i have created a little bit of a habit around helping in this house in a way that i never ever have before you absolutely have and so i'm not i mean i think i might have said this before i'm going to say it again i'm still waiting for a certificate of uh acknowledgement or a small trophy but the reality is for how much you've made your bed for how much i've made the bed yeah i mean do they have do they still have like employee the month like printouts that I'll we can put my name find on. Find one for I you. I need something that just says in recognition of service that goes above and beyond traditional bed making expectations. This hereby declares on this day, April twenty sixth, two thousand twenty, that David Marshall Hollis Jr. is recognized <laughs> as having been not only an exceptional bed maker but a consistent one, and his efforts are rewarded every once in a while in the morning with a makeout <laughs> session with a stamp signed by you. That I I will say if you are, well, I don't know, this could go either way for whoever's listening, but I will say that that is something that has really, that's one of the ways that I have been surprised because it is one of our, the things we have struggled with before is me feeling like I am responsible for so much and you are the most helpful person if I ask you for help. And so uh, something I have been frustrated by in the past is nobody tells me how to help in our house. I just do things. Yeah. And so it feels like I am owning, and I'm sure there are listeners right now who have felt the same way. It feels like I am owning more responsibility with our kids or around the house because I'm the one who has to figure out all the things that need to be done and then also give you a list of things to be helpful with. And this is the first time Noah's whispering under our door, but this is the first time I think in our relationship that you have just taken 
ownership and just have done things. And that's why you're getting makeout sessions. That is the truth. Do you want to just describe when I made kielbasa, cut salad, and shucked and cooked corn without I having never any instruction? in our relationship, you guys, never one time has this man conceptualized a dinner a full dinner. A full dinner. Two vegetables. Multiple and sides. And a single piece of meat that's kind of not even Didn't meat. even talk to me about it. No. Just was like, dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. We're having kielbasa, salad, and corn. You could be like, dinner's ready. We're having a crap sandwich with a side of rotten cheese. And I would be like, oh my word. Bon appetit. Let's eat it. So that that is, I mean, I was going to give like a long list of things, but that is really why it has felt so great is that you, and I don't know if that's conscious where you're like, oh, this is something that she really needs. Or I knew just like, if I could create something that required cooking on two different surfaces, a barbecue <laughs> and putting those corn cobs into the pot with the butter and the milk, because yep. I looked it up online. That's how you do it, people. Good job. I tell you what, I was like, man. This lady, yeah, she's gonna see multiple cooking surface efforts, yeah, and and that's good. That is good. It was a very big deal. You've shown up super well. You know what we should do to celebrate? Go cook dinner again. Make out tonight. Oh well, first we have to go cook dinner. Literally, Let's go make dinner first. Our kids are whispering under the door. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, we hope you like this episode of the Rise Together podcast. Take a screenshot and put it on social media and tag me and tag Dave and tell us what you thought. That's all? I, what else? What do you, you have something else to say? If you have not yet, join our next 90 day challenge. That's a good point. Man, we are, as a community, going to get through this quarantine life together. And part of it, yep, is podcasts like this. But part of it is getting into what is a 14 week free, 100% free challenge to show up with some accountability and a set of tools that'll help change the way that you think about not just surviving the time that we're in, but thriving through it. You can go to theholisco.com forward slash next 90. That's next nine zero. You drop in an email and uh, create a little login and you can have access to a free coaching that comes out every single week from either Rachel or myself, mostly Rachel, and uh, and join a community of people that every single day are trying to show up better for their lives. You take the good. You take the good. You take the, the bad. You, you take, take them both. And, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to grow and show. Whoa. You're growing now. You know about the facts of life. The facts of life. When the world oh never sees. Oh, my word. You be living up to your dreams. dreams. It came back. Suddenly you're finding out the world is all the problem.